Welcome to Happily Ever After is just the beginning. Keeping your relationship not just together, but happy, and we mean truly happy, is part art and part science. You've come to the right place. Here's your host, Leslie Dorries. One of the questions I get all the time is, when do you know a relationship cannot survive? And while it's never a question for someone outside of the relationship to answer, more relationships could not just survive, but actually thrive if the partners just understood more about what are normal relationship growing pains versus indicators that a relationship really is unhealthy. And the truth, as I've said before, is that no one has to take a relationship 101 class, even though it would be helpful for most of us. So today I'm going to be talking about some things that happen in relationships that are common and not grounds for thinking that things have to end. And so to help with that, I'm joined by Max Jenker. He is a blogger, entrepreneur, and the author of two books, The Breakup Recovery Manual, which probably everybody should get, and (laughs) Mastering Your Relationship from the Inside Out, which also would be a good thing to have. So Max, thanks for being on the show and talking about, you know, what to me is just, I I talk about this all day, every day. So that's my job. So welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So we're actually fellow contributors to the Good Men Project. And that's where I came across your piece, The Uncomfortable Nature of Romantic Relationships. And you say that relationships, and I quote, get littered with arbitrary turbulences, unexpected absurdities, and heaps of miscommunication. And due to this unawareness, people tend to leave their relationships at the first signs of struggle and complexity. Now, I love that quote. I love the, you know, I love the unexpected absurdities. I thought that was great. And so your goal in this piece was to present four healthy and natural phenomena that most people confuse with bad things. And the first that you talk about is that relationships are never 50-50. So why do you think that people think this and what makes this 50-50 idea problematic? So first, I would like to just thank you for that amazing intro. You really painted me way better, like way more expertise filled than I really am. And um, about that quote, uh, so just kind of a little disclaimer. um, I was struggling a lot with the exact same things we're going to talk about. Mm -hmm. And that's basically why I wrote an article, because I needed to like get my thoughts in order. So getting back to the overall question about why, well, everything around the 50-50 relationship split. Right. The, the reason why people try to not only think this, but also live it mm-hmm. is, well, it boils down to three things. I would first say we have a huge problem in society. I don't want to get like, preachy Mm -hmm. but i think a big part of what makes people think relationships have to be 50 50 are is totally comes down to societal influences like for example men have to do a certain amount of things women have to do a certain amount of things or or to be actually be more specific like for example men have to take out the trash (laughs) men have to clean the car Mm -hmm. 
make money, do all the necessary things around the house uh, in terms of maintenance and rebuilding. And, you, you know, kind of like the, um, I forgot what the show is called, about two people, two very muscular men uh-huh. fixing houses. Society usually thinks men have to be that way. Mm-hmm. And women, society also thinks and kind of puts a belief onto certain individuals that women have to then take care of the kids, be kind of the, um, the, the mothers of the household, the, mm-hmm. the glue that kind of holds families intact. And to my, in my opinion, that really causes imbalances because if you're rigid like that, mm-hmm. you probably won't get far in your relationship because things change. You know, sometimes your girlfriend uh, or a woman might need to fix a tire or change mm-hmm. a tire. Sometimes a man has to take care of the kids, go to the store mm-hmm. and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So I think, like I said, the first two reasons are societal expectations. And specifically, we can count that as a second reason. Uh, the norms, the gender norms, the prevailing gender norms of what a male and a female right. has to do in relationships. Mm-hmm. Now, the last and third reason on why people think relationships are 50-50 really comes down to fucked up childhoods. <laughs> uh, and by the way, can I swear on this podcast? Sure. I naturally sure. swear a lot. I'm so sorry if That's I offended okay. anyone. That's okay. Awesome. Awesome. So, yeah. Getting back to the topic, it some some relationships, like for example, in my own family, right? We had certain issues in the relationship. For example, my father is very emotionally closed off. Mm-hmm. My mother is oftentimes a very a big control freak and tries to push people in her worldviews and things of that nature. Right, the things and, that make her feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. The things she believes in, mm-hmm. and things, uh, and things other people should also believe in, right? Mm-hmm. And sometimes the things people people accumulate throughout their life are not healthy. Mm-hmm. So what I mean is sometimes people just don't have any good role models in their relationships on which they can base what a healthy relationship actually looks like. Oh, yeah. So what tends to happen is that it's like, it's like a domino effect. 10, 10, I don't know, millennia, 100 years ago, whatever, there was a relationship that had a very bad and toxic dynamic. And then that dynamic kind of spills into all the other relationships that come after that. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that dynamic will oftentimes, if a relationship dynamic is toxic, it usually means that people think uh, it has to be 50-50 because when a relationship dynamic is toxic, again, the love is usually conditional, which is usually the case in relationships where people, again, think everything should be 50-50. Does that make sense? Well, it does. And, and the thing is, is that you know, people then start getting into scorekeeping that I, I did this, so you now have to do that as opposed to we just, we just need to 
get from point A to point B and both of us need to do whatever we need to do to get us there. But, but yeah, exactly. people, do, people do get caught up in this. And I want to go because you're talking about this. And so I'm wondering how much this um, people's past and also the societal views influence what your second point is, which I love this. You say that relationships are chaotic. <laughs> so what exactly <laughs> do you mean? But I mean, you know, it's kind of like, wait, what does, what does that mean? They're chaotic. <laughs> so it's a really multifaceted issue that mm-hmm. I've been actually struggling with a lot. So um, a quick backstory in this, I was actually raised in kind of a mindset of relationships need to be perfect and smooth and happy and full of joy. Otherwise, all the time, right. all the yes. time. exactly. Otherwise, something's not working and you should probably dump the partner and right. move on to someone else. So I think the term for this is uh, a very hedonistic mentality. So I was just chasing high after high. And if there was no happiness in my relationships anymore, I figured something's wrong with either me or my girlfriend, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So when I say, then the realization happened, of course, that relationships are the chaotic by nature. And what exactly I mean by this is A, there's going to be a lot of miscommunication. Mm-hmm. So for example, I say something to my girlfriend, I communicate maybe a, a need or a want or a desire. And there, there might nothing, there might be nothing wrong with the way I communicate that need, that right. desire. Mm-hmm. However, she interprets it <laughs> in a completely wrong way. You know, it's kind mm-hmm. of like you hear a joke and the point just goes right all, all over your head. Right. Mm-hmm. And so conflict arises and arguments start and disagreements c- come, come into the relationship and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely one way or one facet of the whole relationships are chaotic point. Now okay. the other one are, and by the way, you can like interrupt me anytime. Oh, no worries. After- Just yeah, keep going. You're doing good? great. <laughs> okay. Okay. Awesome. So the second, uh, the second facet are unmet needs. And this kind of ties in mm-hmm. with the last point mm-hmm. because as humans, like I can go and really be specific in terms of what needs we have, but in a general sense, security, connection, and status are the topmost men and women we mm-hmm. all share. Right. And sometimes your partner only meets half of those needs, right? So let's say for connection and a, let's say they meet, they semi meet uh-huh. your need for security, but you still need the need for status, right? Mm-hmm. And at that point, friction arises and you kind of feel uncomfortable and as if something is wrong. And that kind of is what I would describe as that chaotic aspect. Mm-hmm. And um, in reality, nothing is wrong. People just will not always meet all of your needs. At least that's what I came to the conclusion to. Well, and, and which is, and that's a correct conclusion because no one person can meet all of the needs of another person. And I, and I do, I do agree with you. I think that's where people get a little bit confused because especially in the beginning of relationships, mm-hmm. um, you, you know, we're all on our best behavior. We're all, we're all just kind of learning each other. We're all influenced by the wonderful 
in love, you know, neurochemicals that, that mm-hmm. are present. And so when we, so when things start to kind of settle down and we start seeing, oh, this person's a different person for me. They, they view the world differently than I do. Oh my gosh, it's no longer smooth sailing. It's, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm with the wrong person because I'm not perpetually happy, which of course we can't be perpetually happy because that just kind of resets the, you know, that just resets things. And so, so that we have to find something else to make us happier, you know, exactly. and, and the idea that, you know, that I'm never supposed to disagree with, with my partner. It's a, I paraphrase, it's a paraphrase of George Patton, who says, if, you know, if, if two people agree on everything, one of them isn't necessary. Uh, you know? <laughs> and you know, so it's like the idea that my partner disagrees with me, or as you were talking about, misunderstood something, that, you know, misunderstood something that I said, it's not necessarily a problem. Right. I mean, I talk about disagreement being a feature, not a bug of relationships, but, you know, but people don't know what to do with that. And they think that somehow we, I made the wrong choice because my partner and I have, have hit this bump in the road. Yeah. And yeah, so, so, so I, I totally get it. And I read a lot of John Gottman, if I pronounce that correctly, Mm -hmm. he was Mm -hmm. preaching the same thing and I was preaching it. Well, since 2016 or 17, mm-hmm. um, you're spot on. Yes, this I really want to point point this out because a lot of the people who actually read this article that we're we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. They emailed me about this specific point, and I figured it it's really important to point out disagreements, like you said, are totally normal. In in my opinion, it's the ability to manage them successfully that's really important. Right. And that's, and that's skills that people can learn. But again, you know, but, but relationships are much more complicated than most people think. Um, and as I like to say, you know, as much as I love the Beatles, John, Paul, George, and Ringo made a big mistake when they said love is all you need. No, <laughs> you know, because, because that's part of the problem. We, you know, we don't understand. And, and I love that you brought up about wants, needs, and desires, and then how do we negotiate that with our partners? Because some things we can, some things we can get with our partners and based on the guidelines of our relationship or the boundaries of our relationship, we want those things being met in the relationship. But some things it's okay not to have met in the relationship. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I'm thinking... My husband and I both happen to be introverts, so we don't have this particular challenge. But a lot of couples who were one person's an introvert and one person's an extrovert, the extrovert, they, they both may need to get some their those needs met, not with each other, because it's it's not a it's it's just an is like, you know, I talk about my kids, my son's six foot three and my daughter's five foot four. So, I mean, you know, there are certain things that my son can do no problem. But my daughter's got to get a chair for it's not it's you know, it's no big deal. It's yeah, just what a it really is. Valid point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And by the way, I'm also really lucky. I'm also introverted. My partner, too. So I totally get you. <laughs> yeah. So this is Happily Ever After is just the beginning on webtalkradio.net. I'm Leslie Dorries, and I'm talking relationship education with blogger, entrepreneur, and author Max Jenker. And if you wonder if things are 
normal in your marriage, you're not alone. And the operative word here is normal because no relationship is going to be smooth sailing all the time. And knowing what's cause for concern and what just needs a bit of tweaking is where I can help. If you want to know how to have a successful, thriving marriage, then I invite you to get in touch with me and schedule um, your happily ever after discovery session. You can reach me by email at Leslie, L-E-S-L-I at foundationscoachingnc.com. That's F-O-U-N-D-A-T-I-O-N-S coaching and is in Nancy C is in charlie.com or you can reach me by phone at area code 919-924-0463 again that's 919-924-0463 and now I want to get back to talking with Max about um, these these things that happen these normal things that happen in relationships and so what I'm going to do is I'm going to combine the last two that you talk about you talk about one that relationships change sometimes for the worse, which most people don't want to hear. And also relationships bring perpetual mood swings, which I thought that one was really interesting. So what should partners be aware of in both of these two things? So the most important thing that I would really focus on um, is to not quit too soon. Mm -hmm. Now, the thing is, um, the mindset I mentioned before about wanting relationships to be perfect mm-hmm. it's not only I, I noticed it's kind of a prevailing thing again in culture and I think you should really drop that so <laughs> yes because perfect doesn't exist anywhere so let's get let's get yeah, rid of that right yeah. there right mm-hmm. perfection does not a perfect relationships the the honeymoon forever the spark forever type relationships don't exist and Another thing I really want to point out is there's a very thin line between um, mood swings and attraction swings throughout the relationship mm-hmm. and an actually incompatible and bad relationship. Okay. And this is something I actually did not go in the article in depth of that, that just really came into my mind recently while, while I was preparing for this uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. And it's actually the point that what I think a lot of couples need is self-awareness to be able to determine uh-huh. if those general mood swings and attraction and the moods, which will happen at some point, definitely, uh-huh. um, are the real cul- culprit or if the two people are just not compatible. Okay. So how, Makes sense? yes. And how, how do people judge that? So I would first of all say that you really need to look at the time period behind your mood swings and the attraction drops. Mm -hmm. So for example, uh, in my article, I describe a story Mm -hmm. where I wake up one day next to my girlfriend and the first thing that comes to mind is a thought of some really hot chick that I've seen somewhere like it was on the street or in a supermarket, right? Mm -hmm. And I was just bewildered confused and shocked um on where the thought came from right and just three days later or one day later i don't know exactly when but it was really really soon mm-hmm. after i had that thought everything was back to normal yeah at when i had that thought for a few hours you know my attraction for my girlfriend dropped my mood was kind of like 
leave me alone. I don't want to talk to you right now. Mm-hmm. Of course, they masturbated because that's always, always helps to right. kind of balance that internal attraction you feel. Mm-hmm. And so everything was back to normal at that point. I started to regain the attraction for my girlfriend in about a day. I felt better about the relationship. And that woman that I thought of, that hot woman, um, she just left my mind. And that mm-hmm. was that. However, sometimes uh, the people I work with, also my readers message me a lot. They have the same experience. So they're thinking about some other man or woman in, in their life. Mm-hmm. However, they don't go out of their head. They keep pondering on them and pondering and pondering. And that's the first red flag you should look out for. Because if you keep pondering for, let's say, weeks and months on end that there's someone else out there that's better or that something else, that something is not working in your relationship. It might, it just might be a issue that the relationship is not a good fit for you. How, right. how, however, just one more thing. Uh-huh. Um, then I can really butcher my last point again, because sometimes what happens is that people just have commitment issues. I uh-huh. had those too. So that's why I know firsthand. And we do think about other people and how the relationship is wrong for us for an extended period of time. But that's because we have issues. And at that point, I think like therapy or a uh, some sort of counseling or some sort of professional help uh-huh. is needed, right? Well, and I and I love that you, you talk about that because, you know, and, and I love the mood swings because, you know, relationships go through cycles. And, you know, and and sometimes we can just be in a down period in our life and we're just looking at everything through kind of like these gray glasses and we're not. That's also an incredible point. Yeah, we're not necessarily paying attention to. um, You to all of the things that are going on, you know, we have this propensity to look at the negative and going, okay, this has to be, you know, this is everything and, and we can rewrite our own history like. You, you talk to people, yeah. it's like, well, well, we never, we never loved each other. And I'm going, let's go look at those wedding pictures. Cause I'm going to, I'm going to respectfully disagree with that. It, it but, sounds like, it sounds like a negativity bias in practice, mm-hmm. basically. When we're, when we're in a bad mood, we tend to focus on the negatives more than the positives. That's what you mean, right? Right. And, and I love that you talk about, you know, that, that, you, it could just be, I'm just having a momentary thing, or I just, you know, as my husband and I tell each other, we're married, we're not dead. We, we do appreciate, you know, attractive members of the opposite sex. And, you know, we're, it's like, we, we can comment on it and that's fine. Um, Cause you know, we're, we're human beings, but it's, but I, but I like your idea that it's, if it, if it goes on for any length of time, then it's, it's kind of something to take a deeper look at because it might be skewing, you know, it, it, it truly may be that the two of you aren't meant to be together, but it may be also that there is something resolvable, but if you don't talk about it, then. And if you don't seek help, it's going to just continue and continue and probably sabotage your relationship. Yeah. Um, And there was something else, which it's going to come back to me in just a minute. um, That, something else that you said that was, that was um, important, but I want to go into that, 
it, in your article, and this is why I combined the last two, is because you also talked about the ultimate answer. And I love this because everybody wants the ultimate answer for how to, <laughs> for how to make your relationship thrive. So what exactly do you, do you think is the ultimate answer? Okay, so first of all, a little disclaimer about the ultimate <laughs> answer. Um, there is no ultimate answer. There's only estimates. Okay. Right? Yes. So just just so people are aware of that. But mm-hmm. this is totally actually, I'm kind of really proud of this because this is something I came up with. Mm-hmm. And like 90% of my ideas ain't original at all. <laughs> So yeah, that's why yeah. the whole the whole pride. Right. So here's what I basically basically um found out. If A, you can't imagine a life with your partner, B, you're compatible, C, there's mutual respect and mm-hmm. trust and affection and honesty and all those good stuff in your relationship. And D, you're in the relationship for all the right and healthy reasons, then well that's probably a good, good sign that things will work out, that things are worth working on and mm-hmm. working towards a thriving relationships. So just one thing I want to clarify that I don't think I did a good job in the article because I've been getting emails for mm-hmm. it. I'll be really quick. I know we're like oh, almost out, we're all, out of time already. You're good. We're good? Okay. Mm-hmm. So when I say that you need to be sure that you're in the relationship for the right and healthy reasons. This basically means, or what I'm basically referring to, is that you're in a relationship not to complete each other, not to uh, fix the other person, not to change them, to mold them, or because you feel some sort of lack Mm-hmm. inside of you that you want to fill in with the other person right so those are basically the intentions the intentions you should not have when you're going into a relationship you should have the opposite ones I, so I, yeah i love that because because yeah. i i do think i mean yeah the 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 line from Jerry Maguire, you complete me, makes me insane. No, you need to be complete before you get into it, or exactly. at least somewhat exactly. healthy. And I yeah. think that that's, and I think that that's so critical, um, you know, because you, there are a lot of people who feel like they need, you know, like they're supposed to be in a relationship or, I mean, and I, I I've worked um, with individual clients and, and I tell them when you are by yourself and you like the company you're with, that's when you're ready to be in a relationship with somebody else. Because if I'm looking to you to make me feel better, one, that gives you way too much power in my life. And two, it means that the relationship isn't starting off on a health, on a healthy footing. To start. Yeah, that's a good mentality. And besides like your, your partner, even though it's great that they make you happy, they're not responsible for your soul happiness. You are. And, and, and I think that that's what you had said before that I was trying to remember about you. We have these thoughts. We have these moments where we might question our relationship. And, but, but, um, I, I, somebody calls them automatic negative thoughts, ants, you know, that show up and ruin your entire day. And they're just thoughts. I mean, and it might be worth examining why am I having this thought, but it could just be a momentary, thing that goes through our head and doesn't necessarily mean anything. But if we take it 
as gospel truth, then we can make, then we can create that truth. We can make it be because I'm now behaving in a way that, you know, it's kind of like, um, you know, if, if, if I'm afraid that you're, that you're cheating on me. And so then I start mm-hmm. acting in a way that, you know, it's like, you know, I start questioning you all the time and that's going to be like, okay, I don't want to be with you because I haven't done anything and you're questioning me all the time. And it just makes for a distorted thing, but I'm the one distorting it. Right. It doesn't, you know, as a yeah, that's made, that makes perfect sense. That yeah. makes perfect sense. A relationship like that probably won't here's the thing a relationship like that will not work because a it's going to lead to a loss of trust and Mm -hmm. then then there's going to be again like a domino effect once there's a loss of trust which is like trust is the foundation of a relationship Mm -hmm. there's also trust of respect and affection and then of course love yeah i mean and love takes different um you know, it takes different forms over the course of a relationship, you know, and, and, and I know that a lot of people, you were talking about this earlier about the honeymoon phase and that, Mm -hmm. you know, that, 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 that high that, that we're on. And, you know, um, you can only be first in love with somebody once Uh, and, but you can fall in love with them again, based on what you guys, how you guys set up your relationship. It doesn't have, you know, because, but it's, again, I think being focused on it and it's what you're talking about, about having the respect and the trust and the ability to be honest with each other and actually have conversations. Yeah, that's exactly what, what I was trying to say. Exactly. So Max, where can people read more about, you know, read more of your articles, find your books, where, where can people find you on, online? So you can find me on maxjanker.com. That's M-A-X-J-A-N-C-A-R.com. Okay. Um, I have a book there called the breakup recovery manual. So if anyone's struggling with a breakup and wants to recover a bit sooner, read the book. It contains like a lot of really good exercises to help you process your emotions and kind of rebuild your life actually from the ground up. And then also um, just below the book page or just below my first book on the book page, there is a little opt-in box. You can sign up and be notified of my latest book or the updates for my latest book, which will be about uh, reconciliations. So getting back together with an ex in a healthy and uh, mature way. Sounds, sounds good. So the truth of the matter is that more relationships and marriages can be saved than actually are. And it's really because learning and applying what works isn't given the same focus as getting into a relationship in the first place. I've always wanted to check in with the fairy tale princesses or rom-com couples 10 years in to find out how things are going. And I'm going to tell you, I bet they have the same challenges that you do. So the question becomes, do you want to know what to do? And then the second question is, do you want to know how to apply it? So hopefully one of the things you'll keep doing is listening to the show. And until next week, stay loving.